<laughs> Damn, well, he got a whole system going on. Dude, heck yeah, man. Hold on a second. This what up, Wholesale 2 Million family? We're back with another subscriber first wholesale deal interview. And today I'm bringing an Asian brother on to share with you guys his first wholesale deal and obviously all the secrets on exactly how they did it, giving you all the tips, right? And all the secrets so you can duplicate and copy and do it in your own market. So no further ado, help me welcome Vin. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? How are you doing, bro? This is my partner, Ian. Hey, this is Ian, Ian and Vin. Yes, sir. Ian and Vin, 26 and 27. Yes, sir. And uh, how much was your guys, uh, how much was your guys uh, first uh, wholesale deal again? Uh, 31,000. 31 G in, and how long did it take you to do that? Six weeks. It took us six weeks to close, but uh, we we started around September, so four months to get in. Dang, bro. So September in 2020, right? Yeah, with yes, both sir. of us. And uh, it takes six weeks to close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dang, you guys. 31,000, man. I, I I used to work, you know, for those of you who don't know my story, I used to work at a J-O-B, um, you know, obviously eight hours a day, five days a week, to make 30,000 a year. And now you guys do it in six weeks. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, okay all right you guys for um why don't so here's what we got to do why don't you share with everybody kind of the story the background of where you guys came from all of that how you guys you know what do you guys do for for work prior to this if you guys are still having a job and obviously how did it lead you guys into you know discovering wholesaling and all that sure i mean i guess i could start um you know i i'm an engineer i still have a w-2 um, I discovered, I mean, I've always been into real estate, but I kind of wanted to get my hands wet. So, um, I, you know, I met Kang or I saw Kang on um, social media and I just thought I, you know, I needed to try it out. So I bought his mentorship and, you know, he gave me all the building blocks to start, um, you know, fast forward a month after, um, our interview together, um, I brought my partner in Ian. Um, he's also an engineer, but he's not practicing it. Um, he's going full force in real estate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so we just, uh, started to, uh, just make it happen, to be honest. Like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. You just have to be consistent and have your systems down and just go at it and you'll learn as you go. Dang. So you guys, you, dude, you, you guys are both engineer. Yep. Yeah. Now I want to give people a perspective, man. So how long, how long do you, how long do you go to college for that? Took me about five years. Yeah, it took me six years. Five years. Dang, okay. So five, so, okay. So we're talking about five. I, I'm very fascinated with this. So five to six years. And how much, uh, how much, uh, 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 I guess, uh, student loans or that you guys have to borrow or was there any? No, luckily I have financial aid, man, just because my parents didn't make a lot. So, you know, for the most part, 80% of college, you know, it was taken care of. It was my last year that I have to pay for. So I had about 7,000 in student loan. Um, okay. It wasn't much. I know it's not much compared to right. a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I just had some side hustle and I took care of that when I got out of college. Nice. Same, I, I took about $10,000 out of uh, for student loans just to pay for uh, classes. I was actually um, not doing so well, so they weren't reimbursing me with financial aid. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm, I stuck it out and got out of it. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, uh, and now as an engineer, how much do you make, how much do you make like, uh, starting out? Um, when I first got my first job, I made about 45,000 a year. 
45K? Yeah. How much are you making now, if you don't mind, Vin? Um, 75. Okay. Dude, you already making 31, 31 Gs in uh, six weeks, bro. <laughs> I know. Half, right? Half of it, half of it is six weeks. Bro, I know. We just got to scale it. <laughs> just got to be consistent, honestly. Nice. Okay, so now let's talk about um, let's talk about your gear, guys. Just let's talk about uh, the first deal. So, how do you found the seller? Um, we door knock. We've been door knocking ever since we started every week on the weekends when we have time. Woo. So we it was funny because this the person we door knocked was pre foreclosure owner occupied, but it was actually tenants in there, mm-hmm. and the tenants in him had a bad relationship. Um, he inherited his property from his late mother and, you know, he had bipolar like syndrome. So he would like kind of lash out on the tenants, even going as far as hiring people to beat them up. What? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy. crazy it's a special and unique situation. Um, and they just had a really bad relationship, man. The tenants didn't want anything to deal with the landlord. The landlord didn't want anything to deal with the tenants. And we got that impression right away the first time we knocked on their door. Um, I spoke to the, the tenant and the tenant just told us how bad the landlord was, but she ended up giving us his number to contact. And as soon as we talked to him, you know, he just started, you know, talking trash about the tenant right away. And, you know, he was like, I'm ready to sell, man. Like, I can't get rid of these tenants. I'm so tired of these people. So we, we understood his pain point. We understood the tenant's pain point. And we just came in and, you know, we found them a place to move into and we got, got it under contract, man. Nice. Okay. So it was, now it was a pre foreclosure. So what is the time frame on that? Like, um, his course. auction date was mid February, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Mid February. Uh-huh. Okay. So now when you talk, so, so all this done over the phone, do you, uh, do you meet the seller at all? No, no. Never met the seller. Okay. And now what was the ARV on the property? We got like 788,000. Seven, 788,000 for the ARV? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now what market are you guys in? San Diego. San Diego, dude. Now, hey, is, is there a lot of Asian in uh, San Diego? <laughs> you already know, bro. It's you right here. <laughs> okay. So now, now what I want to know is that this right here is it an asian seller or is it caucasian caucasian yeah italian yeah gotcha yeah. okay now uh what was the estimated rehab um we got like our budget was 60 60,000, and when we had the uh contractor coming in i think they they were saying about 70 80 um just because the area is a pretty high-end area it's pretty nice so it's depending on what you want to put in it you know Right. And then, so what did you got under contract for? At first he wanted 625 and um, Vin had a really good friend that he trusts. So we knew we could get it for around 605, six, maybe 610. Mm-hmm. So after a couple of conversation with the seller, I got it down to 590. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically you, uh, negotiated down to uh 590 590 so 35,000 difference dang bro okay yeah now when you had it under contract man did did you know that do you know that you're going to be able to find a buyer for the deal 
Yeah, yeah. We were already in talks with the, our end, a couple of end buyers um, right before we got it under contract just to see how much we should negotiate to for us to make a spread. Mm-hmm. So we were we, we already knew the price we, we needed it to be at. Gotcha. Okay. Now, did you? Okay. So for, for those that listening, they might not understand. So do you tell your end buyer the address or do you tell them the property, the location or, or what? Um, well, we did, but we made them this sign a, a, a NDA yes. or NTA. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. And then from there, we just, you know, um, we just gave them the address, gave them the pictures. Um, may told them like what we thought the ARV was, what kind of rehab needed to be, and mm-hmm. then and then that's when they're like, okay, we could offer you this price, and then we just went from there. Gotcha. So for those of you who don't know, um, it's the non-disclosure, which means obviously once they sign that, they can't be the one that's going after the property uh, because you you're the one who gave them uh, the lead. Exactly. Got it. Okay. So you got under contract for five ninety. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you deal with, uh, how do you deal with, uh, the renter? Oh, I mean that we, it was pretty interesting. Um, so towards the last couple of days of bidding, we had two parties. One of them was willing to go up to six thirty-five, maybe six forty, but they didn't want anything to deal with the tenant. And you know how COVID is, um, it's, it's kind of difficult for tenants to move to into a new property. Um, so we found a buyer that was willing to help us take care of the whole moving process. Um, wow. It's it's 10K less than what the other guys would pay for. But for us, to just to see the whole entire process, we were willing to, you know, accept a lower offer um, just so we could see the entire process. That's that's Smart. essentially what we want, why we went with it. Gotcha, man. And I agree. So now... Um... I want to talk. So how do you, so how so how do you guys where where like where to go door knocking? Um, well, we pull lists on a weekly basis and we kind of just sort them out uh, based on like, when the recording date is, um, when the auction date is, and then we just you know pick and choose in a certain area. We just go at it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and then we just mark them down. If we contact them, if we mm-hmm. didn't, then we'll contact them again. Mm-hmm. We just want a yes or no with them. So yep. that we could just, you know. Yeah, we don't take maybe, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So now, wait. So you guys, you guys only go after pre foreclosure? No, um, pre foreclosure is what we do for door knocking. We also cold call. Um, okay. mm-hmm. um, kind of just changed up how we uh, we do our marketing. Um, right okay. now, we're just doing like really um, high pain list or like vacancies, tax delinquents, pre-foreclosure, non-owner occupy, stuff like that. Okay. Um, we have a very small budget when we first started. Um, at first, we wanted to go as much as a thousand a month for marketing and buying lists and whatnot. But after a few weeks of talking, you know, we wanted to make sure that um, we understand the game and and we're not just throwing money out. Yeah, there. and we didn't really want to deflate the boat the boat too quickly by pouring all this money into marketing so you know we just started very small and going after what we knew that could work yeah we went a lot of the free route we go like facebook marketplace craigslist for sale by owners when we well we still do it we still call them you know it also gives you good practice even if they're like really stubborn 
and uh, network with your wholesalers. That will be uh, network with your wholesaler, network with your agent. That's what we always do. Um, yeah. yeah, man, I think that's like the best way to go when you first start out. That way you have quality conversations and, you know, you're not losing too much money in the beginning and exactly. not seeing too much progress. Yeah. You know, just that, yeah, that's just how, that's just how our business model works for now. No, dude, I mean, that is very smart. And I think that this is a good lesson for a lot of you that are new into the game that you can learn. Because I get people saying, hey, Colin, I got 10 Gs, I got 20 Gs, I got 5 Gs, what should I do? Well, the thing is, what you want to do is exactly like what Vin and his partner is doing. You want to go and you want to get your feet wet and put up as little as possible, trying to do all the freeway, right? Trying to build up that experience, right? And get connections and all that. You see, I made a mistake that, you know, and this is, this is after me being in the game for a long time. I went into a whole new market thinking, you know, very cocky. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drop 20 G's or 30 G's in a marketing and I'll be able to make it all back. And it's in a very competitive market. It's in Seattle, right? Price wow. high, super, yeah, super competitive, man. And I think we dropped like 30 K. Wow. And dude, it was poof, gone. Oh my God. So yeah. So for those of you who think that you have, right, some money set aside where you can play with, you got to be very, very, um, like, I don't know what's the word. You're like, you got to be very strategic with it, mm -hmm, right? Definitely. So, so that way you can stretch it and make it go as far as possible. Because if you think, hey, you know what? I'm, I got 10 Gs. People said, hey, it's a numbers game. I'm going to go, I'm going to spend five Gs on marketing. And then, but, you, but when you don't have team and system in place and you drop like 500 texts or, or you know, $5,000 worth of postcard or text message or, 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 or you know, Mm -hmm. Like they, sometimes it's just too much for you to handle right. at once and you're going to end up just wasting it. So right. very, very important for those of you who's watching, right? Take your money and stretch it as much as you can, right? And then once you start getting systems and once you start closing some deals, a lot of people, you know, when they get into business, man, um, like us Asian back in Vietnam, right? Like yeah. there's they, like, like they take something and they just started right away because for them is how can I how can I get some money back in really quick with mm -hmm. a with with a, as little upfront as possible, mm -hmm. and then and then what you want to do is you want to take the money that you make from the business right, and then you want to cycle that money. Exactly. So I see a lot of people make make mistakes where they got a lot of cash right maybe they have twenty or thirty G's sitting there and they take it and they they go into like wholesaling they start getting a system. They start hiring employee. They start getting office space, thinking, hey, I got all this money. I want to be professional. I want to do it right. But a lot of times mm -hmm. what you need to do is you actually need to put in some time and some work yourself, mm -hmm. right? So, so right. that way you have little into the game and then start making some money back and then use that money and then have them up, right? Have the money that you save as, as basically liquid, as like, you know, capital <laughs> where, hey, if you run into something, you, you can take that and then you can continue to feel it. Mm -hmm. definitely man you're completely right yeah so anyways let's talk about so where do you guys for those where, where do you guys uh you or what do you guys use to, uh, to pull the list um we prop use stream. we use prop stream but for particularly for pre-foreclosure we use property uh pro property radar okay so for those of you who don't have prop streams i'll leave an affiliate link with prop streams right below you can try them out for seven days man prop stream is the number one data if you guys want to go and pull the list and um, so you go there and you guys pull the list. And so pre for, okay, so you go, you pull what list? Vacant, 
What else? We use uh, vacant pre-foreclosures. Um, well, the tax delinquents we have from our county. Um, okay. We also have code violations that we use from our county nice. too. Okay. Um, most of our marketing, um, how I think of it is we want to do find the list that requires a little bit of work. And then once you pull the list, you have to clean the list, kind of organize it from LLC individuals. And then, you know, that way you have quality data that you can skip trace. And then you'll, you'll get into as many people or you'll talk to as many people um, possible. Gotcha. Okay. So now why, okay, why do you guys decided to door knock on pre-foreclosure and then co-call the other? Um, pre-foreclosures, I feel like they have the most pain points. Mm -hmm. um, they actually need to like sell or they need to do something. Otherwise they're going to lose their house for nothing. And cold calling for the other ones, you know, like they could wait, you know, tax delinquents, I think is like four or five years that they don't have to pay tax and then they could get their, their house repoed. So the other ones you could just cold call and follow up. But for the pre-foreclosures, we like to have like a face-to-face -face interaction, mm -hmm. be personable, get their name, get the number, kind of know their life story, you know? Exactly. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So and now, so you guys talked to the seller. So how much was the uh, earnest money? 1,000. 1,000 bucks. Mm -hmm. And how long do you tie uh, the property under contract for? We had it for um, a month, but we had to extend close of escrow because um, it was towards the end of the year. So our escrow didn't even get our bit, uh, escrow package out to like mid halfway of our contract. Yeah. So we had to negotiate with the seller. He was kind of crazy. Um, so we gave him $3,000 credited from our assignment fee to him in order to extend the contract. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So you guys, for those of you who's watching, that's another good lesson when you talk to the seller, if you need to extend the contract, you know, honestly, money talks, bullshit walks, offer, you know, a lot of time right now too, with renters being in the properties, you know, there are buyers that's not wanting to close until renter vacate. There are buyers that's willing to take risk because the deal worked for them. And what they do is they go to the renter and they offer cash for keys. Yep, that's, right? what, that's exactly what happened. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now how do you guys how do you guys build um your your cash buyer list? Um social media, honestly, just post what you have, people will come and then you kind of just vet them. Mm -hmm. Like you if if they look sketchy, you ask for proof of funds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're we're also in another mentorship uh from Pace Morby. Okay. Um and that mentorship gave us um a good amount of cash buyers list too yeah so we just um, network with them and then you know we just ask like who has cash buyers here and then they would just be like oh i have a cash buyer and right just talk to them right and that that's that's honestly how and honestly san diego you throw a rock and you'll hit a cash buyer <laughs> yeah. everybody has money here for some reason <laughs> so it's not too difficult at least in this market gotcha so you so you're saying in san diego as long as long as long as you got as long as you got a good deal you yeah. should have no problem yeah exactly yeah exactly pretty and much. now in your in san diego what is the house price uh like what is the average arv goes for i think 500 500 is like the medium <clears throat> yeah, yeah i mean you can't even buy a crack house for 500 here <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, Dang. It's, it's expensive here man dude I, I would i would be poor if i go there <laughs> <laughs> that's okay you can stay with us <laughs> Dude, that wow, that is okay. So, so you're talking about five, five hundred and uh, okay, fire and above for uh, the ARV. Mm -hmm. And uh, how competitive is it? 
Oh, it's, it's super, pretty competitive. It's super competitive, like, man. Every person, every every qualified lead that you get, they probably talk to at least like five different investors. Mm-hmm. And, gotcha. and we, under, we understood that. So we just wanted to be the front of of the seller all the time. Um, even the one that show us just a little bit of interest, but not really sure when they're ready to sell. We just make sure that we keep up with them every two weeks. Um, you know, the one that doesn't really want to see us during COVID will stop by once a month, just establishing that relationship and, you know, anything that they need, you know, we try to provide them with as much value as we can. And nice. if we don't know the answer to, you know, we'll call our lender, we'll call our title officer, we'll call our escrow people just to make sure we get an answer for them. Nice. Nice, bro. So now, yeah. um, so how much is, so what, now how do you, fa- how do you found this buyer? Um, we found funny. We found this buyer from our Facebook networking group. Um, it's it's called San Diego Real Estate and Friends. Um, uh, and you probably have that local investing group, like any city, um, yep. you know, that you live in. So yeah, um, he he we we made a post about the property, and um, the guy made the comment. Um, he was actually an agent for another person that is the end buyer, and he connected us with her. And, and that's how we found her. Nice. And now how much was a, uh, how much is the, uh, uh, the deposit that you guys got from him? Uh, 5,000. 5K, 5K non-refundable. Yep. Nice. And for him, how quick did he, uh, how quick did he say that he was going to close on it? Man, he, he sent us his trust of deed and all the paperwork, the first conversation we talked. So he was ready to go. Yeah. He yeah, was, he was ready to go, but um, you know, we, we came into some complications after they needed to verify if he was the rightful heir. They asked for his uh, trust documents, and he, uh-huh. he didn't know what the hell that was. So, and then he called off the deal, actually. It was pretty funny. He called every single one, every single escrow officer. Yeah, cussed everybody cussed out. everyone off. They did not want any communications with them afterwards, and we're like, shit, he just called the deal off. But so we're like, okay, how do we salvage this deal? Because we already paid cash for keys on the tenants. Exactly. And the then, tenants were gone. <laughs> and then we already, um, you know, reimbursed the security deposit to them as well. So we're already like five and 5.8K in deep. Yeah. Um, so we had to like salvage the deal. We called it a title. We're like, okay, how do we, how do we overcome this document? So mm-hmm. we, we like literally found the attorney, the state attorney, called the attorney. And it directed us to the mom's attorney. It was just a whole shit show. But in the end, we found the documents and it, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so wait, Vin, so what, the seller or the buyer? The seller. The seller. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Got it. Got it. So you guys, for those of you who, who's listening here, here's another, man, there's so many good lessons here. There's another lesson here that, you know, uh, Vin, uh, Vin has mentioned, if you come across something where you don't understand or, or the documents or paperwork, ask your title company, hey, so what do we need to do? I mean, we run across that as well. We're like, well, what should we do? What do we need to do? And then they'll, they'll direct you, you know, towards <laughs> the right path, all right? Yeah. For those of you who's watching. So your title company actually work with you or your attorney, they actually want, want to help you close the deal because that's how they make uh, their money as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. So that's a 31 G. So do you guys have any other deals uh, in the pipeline? We have a couple of deals. Um, we actually door knocked or we called one, followed up with one yesterday. Um, 
we, I actually door knocked his house and I saw that he evicted his tenants. Um, and I wanted to call on that property, but he was like, I'm gonna keep it. But can you do a deal with this other property? Yeah. So we have, we have a few in the pipeline. We're just, you know, nurturing right now. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, dude, slowly growing, slowly growing. <laughs> just Slow keep going. Slow with the race. What? Yeah, just keep going and just don't stop. Constantly, constantly learn. Think of things, ways to do it more efficiently. Keep track of your KPIs. Yep. Mm. And then you'll, you'll just, you'll know where to go. Data doesn't lie. Yeah, definitely. I like that, man. And, and some days, man, I, I, I promise you, some days doesn't feel good as others. You know, some days we'll be outdoor knocking till like five, six at night. We're like, what the hell are we doing? We're not getting anything. You know what I mean? But all it takes is one deal, man. After yep. one deal, you know, everything is just a proof of concept and, you know, we proved it. That's awesome, man. So, you know what? I want to ask you guys about the amount of hours that you actually put in um, to get this deal done. Um. Everything lead up to that point, you said? Yeah, man. Um, I door knock. Um, so I have a, a side hustle. So I, I kind of work on that in the morning. So we try to door knock. I try to door knock about three to four times a week. And we, we cold call together. Um, and then we door knock together again on the weekend. Um, so I don't know. I say about 40, 40 hours all together per week, 40, 50 hours together per week. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so now here's my next question. How many how many door do you guys door knock until until uh, you came across uh, this deal? Hundred, about a hundred to hundred twenty, I would say. <sighs> Dude, door knocking is not easy, man. It's it's no. hard. Man. <laughs> Nothing is, but door knocking and yeah, door knocking, man, it's, it's not easy. I think if you door knock, I suggest going with someone, doing it with someone. It just makes it more fun. You could actually talk like talk to each other yep. about real estate and li- listen to a podcast. You know, you always want to be multitasking yep. drive for dollars as you're doing it. Yep. And like, if you're scared, man, go with, go with your partner, bro. It's not that bad. They just yeah. normal people. Yeah. Like if they're really in pain, they want you to talk to them. I think that's like one, a fear that everyone has. Like, oh, I'm scared to go here. Oh, this house is really nice, but you know, fuck it. If they're in trouble. Yeah. You know, you're putting a service to them. Yep. Exactly. It's like, no one's going to help you yep. if you're not going to do it yourself. Yep. So, hey, the, the thing is, what Vin, what Vince has said there, I'm sure that there's going to be some people that, come, that that have excuse and it's going to comment, well, I don't have a partner to do it with. But you know what I mean? Dude, I mean, you know, there's, so there, there's, someone. Pe- there's so yeah. many people in real estate that want to do it. Yeah. They don't want to do it. Yeah. But, but you know what, man? But the thing is, you actually you actually got um, – a point there, man, because a lot of times what it is, is, you know, when you get into something, you know, maybe have a partner, maybe, maybe make a bet, maybe make it so it's competitive. Yeah. So that way it's fun. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, definitely. So now l- let me ask you guys. So what, so what is your plan with, uh, what is your plan with your, what is your plan with your J-O-B and what's your plan with uh, wholesaling real estate? Um, for my job, uh, honestly, I want to get into real estate full time, but we're kind of working out the system and process in this business. We're still learning, you know, I want to get at least consistency, like a a deal a month to scale to that point. Mm -hmm. And then I know it's like, okay, I could do this. Now I can put my full effort into it. Got it. So you guys actually just want to go uh, full-time as a real estate investor. Yeah. Full-time man. Full-time. And uh, just quit the the J-O-B. Yes, sir. (laughs) Uh, So when do you want to quit the J-O-B? Do, do, do you guys have any goal? Um, 
I mean, as soon as we could get like a deal a month consistently, then that's 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 what I, I'm taking off. Yeah. Um, I have like some short term goals and long term goals. My short term mm-hmm. goals is to, you know, do a little bit like not only wholesale, but maybe do like a lipstick fix and flip. Um, that's something I want to do within this year and just kind of do different type of transactions. Sure. Um, that way you like meet a lot of different people. You have a good network. You provide sure. them value. They provide you value. And then, sure. you know, just take it from there. Yeah. Gotcha. So l- let me give you for um, Vin. I don't know if you and your partner knows that when I got into real estate, man, um, when I got in real estate, I started out as a fix and flipper. Yeah, I know but, that. Do, do you know that? Yeah. So I always push away the whole fix and flip. And I understand, you know, you want to go in, you want to buy something that's just uh, cosmetic. And I think that's fine if you want to fix something that's cosmetic. But the whole with the, the whole fix and flip game, for those of you who's watching and you think it's, it's exciting or you want to try it out, great. Try it out. But man, I went through the whole fix and flip game for four, four years. It was a wow. freaking nightmare. Oh. Maybe, maybe I'm not good at it. Okay. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I'm in a mastermind. I'm in a CG, which these guys and gals are doing hundreds. I mean, you're talking about two, 300 flips a year. Wow. Let me tell you something. Their life is consumed by their business. On the phone all the time, working all the time. Dude, I, I, I say it all the time. Wholesaler is the one that has the best life. So honestly, <laughs> you know, so my whole thing is I keep it very simple. I just wholesale, take my money, buy rental property. Very easy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for, for a lot of you said, hey, Kong, so what should I do with my money? Well, this is what you should do. But it depends on, depend on what your goal is and where you're at in your life. I'm thinking if you're in your 20s, your 30s, you know, build your cash cow first. And what mm-hmm. I mean by cash cow is you got to build a business that just pumped out so much money a month. Then you take that cash cow, you buy your cash flow, mm-hmm. which, <laughs> rental, which is rental property. Yeah. And just keep it simple because a lot of people, what they want to do is they want to take their 10, 20,000, that baby money and go put into a rental. Well, here's what's going to happen when you put into a rental property, man. You don't have the cash to fuel your business. So your business is going to slow down because you got to understand the bigger your business is going to grow is, is the more money you can put into marketing system, right? Employee, right? So it needs fuel to fuel the business to grow. But a yeah. lot of you, what you're doing is that you're making, you know, 5000 10000 then you take it, then you go buy a rental property. Now your money is stuck into that rental property. Right. You see? So, so I mean, so for me, it's all about building up that cash cow first where you get to the point where you're pumping out 20, 40, 50, 60 Gs or 100 Gs a month. Then it's time now to go buy the cash flow. But yeah. like I said, it depends on where you're at in your life. That's why mm-hmm. right now I'm not buying, um, you know, I mean, I, I think we have 14, four, uh, 14 units uh, a rental, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not buying anymore right now. Mm-hmm. All I'm doing is, dude, I'm just, I, I'm just building my business up and I'm just stacking the cash away because we still have time where we, I believe that we'll be able to see the market correction. Mm-hmm. And, that's gotcha. when ca- and that's when cash becomes king, right? right. That's, when you, you know, that's when cash is king. Dude, that's, that's the time where you can go and you can buy all these nice apartments or units for pennies on the dollars. Yeah. You know, I saw it back in 08, but I knew nothing about real estate, right? I saw it back in 08 where, you know, in my area, I can buy a duplex for 120 G. Now they're 400,000. God damn. 
Yeah, you know. So for me, I, you know, for me, I'm just I'm just about building up that business and and just sitting there and waiting for uh, the opportunities, man. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So now, so, uh, now it, let me ask you guys this, man. Are you guys into like? Are you guys into building a brand or anything like that? Um, not as not right now. Not we right actually now. really never thought about that. Yeah, we I, just focused on just building, building the business, building the team. And, and I remember you were saying the best time to build a brand is when you don't need it. You say something like that, right? Yep. So I, I I also believe in that. And the only thing that we really worry about right now is you know get our knowledge up to date sure. and just getting more deals, man. That's that's all we <laughs> that's all we care about sure. right now. Sure. So I want um I I want to plant I want to plant the seeds for you guys. Personal brand is extremely powerful. A lot of people, what they do is that they don't, um, a lot of people, what they do is that they go into building a brand, right? Starting, what you, what you can do is you don't need to think about creating, but you can document, right? Just mm-hmm. document your journey, taking people through maybe six months from now, it doesn't feel like nothing. Maybe a year from now, it doesn't feel like nothing. But imagine you're, you're two years from now, three years from now, five years from now, the people that saw you from ground zero. And then all of a sudden now you be, you're doing six figure a month wholesaling, you know, that you can take people through the journey, inspire. What happened is most people get into the whole personal brand is that they do it all wrong. Right. What they do is they, they, they go in, they do one or two do, and then they, they start coming out with courses. They start charging people and all that. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something, man, there is no business where you can take an ideas from nothing and boom, turn to a six figure a month than personal brand. Let me wow. give you an example. Okay. So for those of you watching, let me give you an example. Obviously, you know, I started building up my YouTube channel. So my first course was just, was just an ideas. And I sell, I sell the King Kong script, right? I think it's for four ninety five. I took that dude from just, from just an ideas. And then just, I think within, gosh, man, I think our first, I think five months, we made like half a million. Whoa. Dude, personal brand, dude, is extremely powerful. To me, you know, to me, now let's be real. Okay, so all I'm saying is that I'm going to plant the seeds for you guys. You guys do whatever you want it to do. Mm -hmm. So the whole, with, with the whole personal brand, you know, it's like you build up a massive audience. Mm-hmm. Once you already have an audience, dude, you can literally sell anything and take that from zero to, to six figure a month. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, I mean, it's that powerful. And also, too, is with the brand, if you build it right later on, man, I mean, I, I, I've seen people sell for, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 millions. It depends. Oh. Okay. Oh, Just an FYI. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Anyways, so Vin, for those of you who's watching this, man, that are starting out and trying to get their first deal, all right, what are some tips, feedback, advice that you can give for them? Um, to get your first deal, um, be save money, be strategic, um, and keep going every day. Like, mm-hmm. don't stop. Like, be true to yourself. Um, yeah, dude, that's literally it. Like, it's not that it's not rocket science. You have all yeah. the tools in front of you. Everyone yeah. talks about it. You can go on YouTube. There'll be like 10 yeah. people talking about the same thing. Yeah. You know, just get, do it the free way, cheap way. If you don't have any money, if you have a little bit of money, then spend a little bit of marketing. But the idea is just keep going and keep learning. 
Nice. Yeah. yeah, have some skin in the game. Like if you could provide someone value, they'll provide value back to you and then vice versa. Exactly. So. Nice. How about you, bro? Um, whatever. If you don't know something, don't don't pretend like like you know something. I think that's pretty important because people could call out your bullshit pretty easily. Um, you know, if we don't know something, we just say no, man. Um, and then we just you know try to find the right answer for them. Um, I think that's my biggest takeaway um, with a couple of sellers call I have for myself. Nice. Man, I love seeing I love seeing young entrepreneur man going to the game, getting that money, man. Cause it, it, dude, it makes me really excited. I love talking about business. I love talking about entrepreneurship. Like I, I like when I hang out with my friends. Like look, you know, Lon and I when we're back in like I, until we go to CG, right? Which is the mastermind. That's when we're surrounded with entrepreneur and business owner and we talk. But most of most of the time when we're here, man, it's just it's just it's just me and the wife that we hang out. Most majority of our friends, they just talk about BS BS stuff. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, dude, yeah. I, I don't need to hear no drama, right? Just talk about let's go get this money, man. <laughs> exactly. Where the money at? <laughs> Yo, show me the money, man. Okay, so for the people that want to connect and reach out with you guys and network, man, where can they find you? Um, you can reach us out from Instagram. Instagram. I mean, I barely use it. I just, you know, scroll and shit, look at like some uh, short snippet of podcasts, but you could reach me at Vinny, V-I-N-H-Y-Y-Y. That's three Y's. And then for me, it's H Nguyen, H-N-G-U-Y-E-N, 1015. 1015. Got it. Mm -hmm. So once again, you get, so what, what I'm going to do is I'll leave, um, could you see, could you shoot me a DM on Instagram? Right? Yeah, um, that way I'll make sure I'll put it in the descriptions. Man, seeing you guys are 20 and 20 something and not, and not using, so, not taking advantage of social media. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now is the, you guys are missing out the biggest opportunities. You eventually toward the future, man, everything is going to go virtual. Mm -hmm. You guys need to study and understand social media and start doing it gotcha probably the best tip that i can give you right now okay so how did you start did you just start documenting everything and just post no it? man no so my dudes okay so i started the whole youtube man i started the whole youtube um four years ago mm -hmm. so i've been in the real estate game so i, I started out i started wholesaling and i was making six figure a month right i was making six figure a month and i was only working two hours a day and i was so bored man i was so bored i was like okay what else can i do and the problem, the biggest problem you got to understand right now with me, and I just realized this until I started my personal brand. And for those of you who's listening, dude, this is going to make you some motive. I was depending on one source of income, man, was wholesaling. Mm. For those of you who got on, if you, if you have business, for those of you who got to understand, there are seasons. You got, you got good month, you got bad month, right? You got good quarter, bad quarter. The problem with one stream of income is you depending on just one biggest problem so right. i start, so i heard gary v man so one night i was sitting there i was watching i heard gary v gary v talks about hey personal brand build your brand the future that is the, dude the next day dude when i hear that dude i just knew i just knew something that i was going to make a lot of money from it That's <laughs> so so let's be real okay i knew dude i knew i said dude i was gonna so the next day dude i went out Pick up my phone until even till today. For those of you watching, dude, I'm being extremely transparent with you. 
Even till today, I operate my whole entire social media, built over 2 million followers on TikTok, right? 100 something, 170,000 on Instagram and 100 something on YouTube, all still from my ghetto laptop and my phone. <laughs> do you know, do you know what my monthly, do you know what my monthly overhead is for my personal brand? Less than, less than 5,000 bucks. God damn. And now we're, now we're scaling it to, dude, I think last month we did, uh, almost 200k oh wow good for you for those of you who don't understand the powerful of the whole personal brand and social media i'm telling you okay so i pick up my phone starting doing my youtube video i wasn't really documenting because i've already got i I went through all the experience i got all the knowledge already right and now so i wasn't really documenting i was just sharing information that i've learned through the past all of my all my mistakes and obviously showing people how to go from zero to make a hundred thousand plus per month wholesaling real estate, wow. right? So mm-hmm. I wasn't really documenting, but for those of you who's starting out, what you need to do is there's no better time to start putting your name out there and build a brand for yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause my question to you is, wouldn't you want someday to somebody's like, Hey, Ben, dude, I saw you, man. You inspire me so much, dude. I want to do what you do. Can you teach me? Like, you know, now you guys get on my channel. You guys get on Pace or whoever channel or whoever it is. What, what my question is, why couldn't that be you? It could you know? be. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it, dude, it's just from that. But mm-hmm. one thing that I want to leave with you is if you ever get into the personal brand, the biggest mistake that I see people make when they get into a brand and they fail is because they trying to sell too quick. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing you got to understand, man, the, whoever, the one that wins into the personal game, personal brand space is the one that can give the most value mm-hmm. without monetizing their audience. You got to delay monetizing your audience. I see all these things, all these kids, dude, are making all these mistakes or just, <laughs> you got to, you, you got to delay. And that's why I say when you build your brand is when you don't need the money. Mm-hmm. I didn't need the money, dude. You're right. I got my whole my money from wholesaling, and that's what Gary V said. And I listened to him. My bit, my mistake too from YouTube, dude. You know, it's I think I start monetizing when I get to almost about twenty thousand subscribers. Mm-hmm. But I should have waited. Mm-hmm. But the problem is because everybody was asking for the script. Everybody's telling, "I want to know how to talk to seller. I want to know how to talk to seller." And that's why I did it. But I should have even delayed that. And that's why my TikTok, dude. My TikTok grew so big. Mm-hmm. Is because I haven't. Like, dude, I, I think I made my first sales pitch, right? Hey, if you guys don't want the free content, you guys can go check out my YouTube or you can go and get my course, The Choice is Yours, right? And I think I got to like 1.7 million followers. That's when I pitched my first sell. Wow. So, the lo- dude, the longer you can hold out and mo- not monetize your audience and just give free content, I promise you, dude, most people think now, it's about the sales. It's not just about, it's not about the sales, just selling the course, dude. What's mm-hmm. even bigger, man, is open up for you for all the opportunities. Mm-hmm. As in like, um, you know, affiliate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, dude, affiliate, affiliate, I'm making like 100 Gs a month on affiliate. Wow. wow. That's amazing, <laughs> man. <laughs> That's right, dude. So it opened up affiliate. It opened up sponsorship. So I have a buddy, he's crushing it. I don't know if you guys know Ryan. I mean, I'm being like extremely transparent with you guys. Right. Yeah. Ryan, yeah I, I don't I'll know if you guys know Ryan uh, Pineda. Yeah. Yep. Shit, dude. The guy, <laughs> the cat, dude, he's killing it, bro. So 
um, Ryan, you know, he, he get people a sponsor because now he got a massive audience and people right. say, Hey, could you, they, they pay him like two, three, four thousand $4,000 for a 15 second video. Wow. wow. Check this out, dude. Once you build up a massive audience, what you can do is you can do just like Netflix, right? Netflix. And that is the ultimate goal, dude. The ultimate goal is you want to get to the point where you can actually generate residual income. Uh-huh. For example, you build up a massive audience, you'd be like, hey, so I don't know if you guys know the Ace Family. The Ace Family. Dude, this, this interview went pretty really big. long. So you, you guys heard of the Ace Family? Yeah, I think so. You should YouTube. They're very big on YouTube. So yeah. anyways, bro, and I think I, I think I, I heard they charge people like 20 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever it is to get exclusive content, right? This is like a VIP, right? Just like Netflix charging. The I think they have like 20 plus million followers. Right. Mm -hmm. And you charge people like 10 bucks a person, a pop where they pay membership to get exclusive info from you only like inside where they're not posting on YouTube or anywhere else. Right. Mm -hmm. And dude, 10 bucks a person. That's nothing. Like, like people, like people don't even, I don't even watch Netflix and I'm still paying them. <laughs> just to me, it's only like 10 bucks. It takes me more time just to go and call and cancel. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and dude, they're making, I think, um, a couple millions a month on residual income that's insane dude that is the power of branding but anyways yeah, wow. you guys for those of you thank you so much for watching i hope this video add a lot of value to you and if it does please show me and my guests some love boom smash that thumbs up for me if you're new to the channel be sure to boom smash that subscribe button and make sure you turn on the bell notification then and i'm sorry man i i i don't yeah. recall your name hien 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 yeah. Vin and Hen, dude, thank you so much, you guys, for your time. Thank you so much for sharing the info and coming on to the, the channel, man. I appreciate it. Take care, you guys. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, man. Thanks, Dave. Yep, absolutely, man.